Welcome to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. We feature exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. I'm Becky Robinson, your host for the podcast, the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence, and the author of Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause. I also created the Reach More Readers Workshops. Thank you for choosing to learn with me, and I hope you'll take action today as a result of listening to this show. If you benefit from the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us to help us reach more listeners. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. My name is Becky Robinson. I'm the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence. I'm the author of Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause. And across my career of launching books, my team and I have launched more than 160 business books. And so for this special 100th episode, we decided that we would share our top 10 lessons of marketing books over the years. And we also decided to do a bit of crowdsourcing using my LinkedIn and my Instagram. And so we're going to be shouting out some authors today. We will be putting links to those authors' books in the show notes. So as always, we invite you to visit our website at weavinginfluence.com, where we will have a variety of resources available to you, including the books of the authors that we're shouting out on this very special 100th episode. So I'm so jazzed to share these lessons with you and uh, just a little bit of background on how we came up with them. So I sat down with Aubrey, who helps me with the behind the scenes on the webinar. She's been an important team member at Weaving Influence for a long time. And she and I came up with our biggest lessons of launching books. Then we crowdsourced on my LinkedIn and my Instagram. And guess what? We found that a lot of the lessons that we had come up with are the very same lessons that the authors in our network are talking about. So as I go through these lessons, I'm going to shout out some authors and share their perspectives as well as my own in the hopes that um, you'll hear something today that will be of value to you. So typically at the end of our episodes, I give you a few action steps. Every single thing I'm going to say today, every word that comes out of my mouth is going to be an action step for you if you're an author at any stage of the book marketing journey. So we're not going to do any wrap-ups at the end, but please, I encourage you, if you're not driving, grab a pen, take some notes. Hopefully there's something that's really rich and helpful for you today. I also want to say that in a lot of the content that I share, it's around a reframe because what I've noticed is that authors have some resistance to different parts of marketing their books. You know, maybe you're someone who resists the idea of self-promotion. You don't want to look like you're only promoting yourself. And it's a very simple reframe. Um, what I always uh, tell authors that I'm partnering with is that book promotion is not self-promotion, it's message promotion. So if you can stay connected to the value that you want to share with others, then you'll feel less like you're promoting yourself and more like you're promoting a very important idea. So I don't think that one's on my list of 10, uh, but as I'm going through these uh, 10 learnings, 10 lessons of book marketing from the journey, um, there's definitely a lot of reframe hidden, and I encourage you to listen for the reframes. Okay, so number one on the top lessons of book marketing over the last 10 years, and this one might seem a little bit counterintuitive because when I coach authors, I always tell them that they can't do everything. 
that as you're looking at all the possibilities for marketing your book, you may need to consider that there's some things that you'll do, some things that you'll outsource, and some things that you'll let go of. So this first idea does not actually contradict that. But when it comes to opportunities to share the message of your book, either through a podcast or an article, or an event, you know, maybe it's a webinar that you've been invited to do. As much as possible, say yes to every single opportunity that comes your way to share the message of your book with a new audience. Now, you might not be able to say yes to everything all at once. You know, it can be hard to schedule podcasts, but um, if you can say yes and then get to that opportunity in a time that works with your schedule without overwhelming you, it's far better to say yes to more things. Because when you say yes, you open up a possibility that you may meet that next person who could be instrumental in expanding the reach of your book far beyond what you can imagine. When you say yes, you have the opportunity to build new relationships. You have the opportunity to unlock possibilities that if you had said no, you might have missed. So I recently said yes to doing a free webinar event for a group, and you can find them on Facebook. They're called the 540 Writers. And I was introduced to them by uh, a friend who's in our communities here at Weaving Influence. Her name is Lisa Kelly. Lisa has participated in our book launch teams over the years. Lisa introduced me to the 540 writers and I had an amazing time. There were about 35 authors who showed up. Um, it was on a weeknight in the evening. And here, here's what I got from saying yes. I met uh, Becky. I don't know how to say her last name. I call her Becky with the blue hair. Um, and we had this immediate connection. And so I met another collaborative friend um, and we're looking to potentially write some content together in the future. So you never know when you say yes, uh, what possibilities you might unlock. I'm going to give a shout out here to Nikki Groom. And Nikki said, along the lines of this say yes to everything, do as much as you can, when you can, for as long as you can. So anyone who writes a book does it because they believe deeply in the message. And so if you believe deeply in the message, then you will be compelled to say yes to as much as you can. Okay, here is lesson number two. Start sooner than you think you need to. You know, invariably, I get emails. Every single week, I get emails from authors who say things like, I'm looking for some support on my book launch. It's launching in two weeks. This happens all the time. And I get it because writing the book, editing the book, if you're self-publishing, working on the production of the book, it all takes a lot of time, energy, and money. Um, and, you know, I've also found that even those authors who proactively prepare, you know, maybe they're preparing four months in advance, or maybe they're preparing six months in advance. It doesn't matter how soon you start. Um, it would always be helpful to start sooner than you think you need to. Um, David Dye, who is the author of many books um, and a good friend, said this. He said, successful marketing starts before you've written a single word because you have to first identify who the book's for and how will they be better off for having read it. So the authors I've seen who are the most successful in marketing their books begin to even write their books with their marketing in mind. You know, before you put your hands on the keyboard to begin to type out that first introductory paragraph, if you can know who you're writing the book for 
and begin to plan for the marketing of the book, you'll be more successful. But even still, you know, once the book is written, uh, the more you can proactively prepare in advance, the more successful you will be. Okay, lesson number three. This is a favorite one of mine. If you've listened to this podcast at all, you will know that I coach authors all the time to give away as many books as you can. Uh, Nikki Groom also has this point of view. She wrote uh, on my LinkedIn post where I was crowdsourcing, getting your book into people's hands is a great way for them to get a sense of what you stand for and can be an excellent way to open the doors for any future engagements. So those of us who write business books that fuel the businesses that we're representing, of course, it's a great idea to get your book into people's hands to possibly you know, unlock those business opportunities that could be ahead. But even if you are not a person who's written a book in service to your business, more books in the world means more opportunities to have readers discover and love your work and share it with others. So here's a great tip from John Lockhorst, a client that I served in the marketing of his book. He says, mail one copy of your book every day to a client, prospect, referral source, or thought leader. So imagine what might happen if you could get one more copy of your book into one more person's hands every single business day. Like that would be a powerful thing. And if you think about the cost investment, it is a relatively low investment to take this asset that you've already created and ship out five books a week. I love that advice, John. Um, I am regularly sending out copies of my book. I'm not quite sure if I'm hitting that one a day, but that's really terrific advice. So the bottom line is books are seeds, more books in the world are better, and expand the possibilities for your book to reach its readers. Tip number four, lesson number four, your network is your most important secret weapon. So of all the things that I advise clients about, the place that has the greatest potential upside is this idea of network mobilization. Every single one of us has networks around us, people who are waiting and wanting and willing and honored when we ask them to help us market our books. You know, especially if you're a first-time author, people are going to be so glad to support your writing. And even authors who promote multiple books, those authors get a range of fans and followers around them who are thrilled to participate in expanding the reach of your work. Um, here's a note from my friend, Bill Treasure, his latest book launched last week. Uh, Bill says, tap into your natural networks. You meet lots of kindred spirits as you progress in your career journey. Keep doing right by others, and when it comes time to promote your book, ask friends and colleagues to do you a solid by helping promote your book in any way that feels right to them. For one, it might be writing a great endorsement. For another, it might be having you on their podcast or introducing you to a media source. Friends help friends who have helped friends. And I have seen Bill um, live this out along the journey. You know, I I searched my email yesterday, just curious about the very first time that I connected with Bill via email. And it turns out the first time I have some correspondence with Bill was around the launch of Julie Winkle Giulioni's first edition of Help Them Grow or Watch Them Go back in 2012. And at that time, Bill was joining with the group that helped to expand awareness of Julie's book by sharing it on social media. So I've seen him do that over decades. You know, it 
the best way to make sure that your network is ready to help you is to help them and give first. My friend Phil Gerbashak shared that thought with me over Instagram of, you know, give to others first and help them um, as the best tip when it comes uh, to launching books. Okay, so your network is your most important secret weapon. And you should always spend your first energy really connecting in community with your network and involving and engaging them in helping you to share the message of your book. Idea number five. This is another favorite of mine. Um, Idea number five or lesson number five of marketing books for 10 years and 100 podcast episodes is have a long-term plan. Uh, And you know, one of the four commitments that I talk about in my book, Reach, is the commitment to longevity. So when you write a book, you're not just committing to market a book at launch, like the first month, you're really making a commitment long-term to share the value in that book with people over time. So my friend, Alain Hunkins says, book marketing is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, you love your book, so access the energy you need to do everything you need to get it out in the world. So I am going to just respectfully Uh, reframe a little bit. So I have always said that book marketing is a marathon, not a sprint. In fact, I have a a blog post um, from I think our sixth year in business where I did six lessons about how marketing a book is a marathon, not a sprint. And I feel pretty qualified to talk about marathon running. I've run 10. um, So I know what a marathon uh, feels like to run. And having written and launched my own book, I have decided that book marketing is not a marathon at all. And here's why. A marathon has a finish line and marketing your book, if done well, you'll never reach the end of it. There will never be a finish line. So rather than thinking about book marketing as a marathon, I prefer to think about book marketing as a long-term commitment to fitness where every day you get up and you figure out um, how you can stay fit. Uh, It's really a, a commitment to run every day for the rest of your life. So that could be good news or it could be bad news. Now, On the topic of book marketing being a long-term endeavor, Nikki Groom said, don't feel like your book has a shelf life and you have to stop promoting it at a certain point. So you may feel like after a while, people are tired of hearing about your book, you know, that, that the time to market this particular title has expired. You know, if your book has timeless truths or if you're telling a story uh, that's timeless, if you're a fiction author, your book doesn't have a shelf life. Um, There will always be new audiences that you can find to share the value of your book with. Um, Nikki also says uh, over time that you can continue to speak about the common themes from the book. You can give away or sell signed copies. You can mention it in interviews that you have, and you can introduce the book to new audiences who haven't heard you talk about it yet. Uh, My good friend DTK. David Taylor Klaus says, books have a long shelf life, so you need to take the long view. If your book is applicable across time, then all your marketing should be designed to run over the long haul. Making an impact is a marathon, not a sprint. So that whole marathon sprint paradigm is pretty popular among authors. Uh, Maybe you heard it from me. um, And certainly it applies. You just really need to know that you have to settle in for the long haul. It's something you want to endure. It's not something that you're going to 
do quickly. Um, I do not personally know Mary O'Donohue, but she commented on my LinkedIn post, and I loved this uh, analogy that she gives. She says, your book is not egg salad. It does not go bad in the eyes of the media just because it's been out a while. Um, and I love that idea. You know, your book is not something that's going to get rotten. Uh, you wrote it. You wrote it to be valued. You wrote it to add value, and it will not go bad. So a long-term view allows you to get your book in front of more audiences. All right, uh, that's the first five lessons of 100 podcasts, 160 book launches. We have five more to go. I hope you're still with me. You know, it is such a pleasure to be able to show up on a regular basis to share what I know about launching books with you. And I want to just take a moment before I share the last five lessons to let you know about some other ways that you might be able to work with me and my team. Uh, you may or may not know uh, that we have a live workshop. We have one coming up. Um, if you're listening to this episode when it's released in October 2022, uh, we have an upcoming workshop on October 20th and 21st. And I would love to spend 10 hours across two days going deeper with you to help you craft an ongoing approach to marketing your book. So if you go to weavinginfluence.com right on the homepage, you'll see the Reach More Readers Workshop. And I would love to see you there. One of the reasons why I love the workshop is that every time I've done the workshop, we have had the most amazing groups of different people coming together with a common goal of adding value to the world. And every time I've done the workshop, I sit with the people who have signed up and I'm in awe of their contributions to the world, of their differing perspectives and backgrounds, and just the way that we are able to have an inclusive community of people who really want to be supportive of each other and their goals. So forgive the commercial, but I'd love to see you at an upcoming Reach More Readers workshop. And if you're curious to learn more, please feel free to send me an email. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com. Okay, well, we have six more lessons for you, and these are six lessons from 100 podcast episodes and 10 years in business at Weaving Influence and over 160 book launches. Lesson number six, be willing to outsource some of the work of your book marketing journey and hire someone who's a professional and trust their expertise. So um, I mentioned at the top of the hour that uh, I have a lot of reframes. And, you know, in this idea of, wow, there are so many possibilities for marketing your book. You know, it's going to take more time, energy, and money than you think. And you can't possibly do it all. And so if you can imagine with me that you have three buckets in front of you, it's a beautiful day at the beach, you're on the sand, so you have these three buckets. And when you think about all the possibilities for marketing your book, um, you're going to have to really sort those into three these three buckets. One bucket is those things that you love to do, that you enjoy doing, that you have time, energy, and expertise to do. Those are the ones that go in the you bucket. Then there are some things that may need to get done, and they're not the things you want to do. They're not the things you know how to do. They're not the things you have the connections or the expertise to do. Those are the things that you want to outsource to a professional. And then there may be other things that you just need to let go of. You need to decide, I'm not going to do those or I'm not going to do those now. And so when it comes to hiring a professional, there's a few things that you can keep in mind. You want to choose a team that 
your values align with. You want to choose a team that you feel comfortable working with. And then once you hire the team, you really want to trust their expertise. So the same way that you wouldn't hire a mechanic and then second guess everything they're doing with your car, if you hire a book marketing or publicity team, of course, it's fine to ask questions. Of course, it's fine to get education along the way. It's fine to make sure that they know your preferences and your ideas. Um, but if you get good advice, you know, it's always helpful to take that good advice. So I want to give a shout out to my uh, client and friend, Jackie Stavros, who says, plan your launch and launch your plan with a team. So Jackie is recognizing the value and importance of getting some support and help on the journey. Okay, so lesson number seven. Uh, this is one that I feel so deeply. Lesson number seven is that selling books is hard. It is dang hard. Um, if it was easy, you know, everyone would be a New York Times best-selling author. Um, and I will tell you that I've always known that selling books was hard. You know, now that I am marketing my own book, I see how hard it is. And, you know, whatever numbers you think you're going to achieve, um, likely you will achieve less. Um, now, that doesn't mean it's not a valuable endeavor. And, you know, I'm so glad that I wrote and launched my book and that I have it as an asset to share with others. But I'll just tell you that the sales are slower than I would like them to be. And so it's helpful to have, you know, different metrics for success. And Kristen France, who's the VP of sales and marketing at Barrett Kohler Publishers, I'm pretty sure she's the one who told me that authors do well when they have very high hopes, but you know, low or reasonable expectations. So never stop reaching for those big goals. You know, never uh, stop trying to sell more books or get more of your books in the world, but just realize if it feels hard, it's because it is. All right, let's talk about lesson number eight. So as you market your book, uh, one of the things that you can do is own your own role in the process. So when you decide to become an author, you are also taking on the role of chief marketing officer for your own book. And my friend, John Baldoni, who's also been a client of ours, said that his best tip is to understand that you as the author are the one who's responsible for selling your book. So even if you have a traditional publisher, even if you have a marketing agency to support you, it really is your job as the author to be the salesperson for your book. And you are the one who's best equipped to share the value in your own book. Um, Nikki Groom said one of the ways you can set yourself up for success is to ensure that you have a sustainable marketing practice and schedule marketing so that it happens consistently. Owning your own role in the process means recognizing that you are the chief marketing officer for your book, recognizing that ultimately the success of your book or the reach of your book depends upon your own focused, consistent effort over time. All right, so the next lesson is uh, related to the importance of relationships and in that the more proactively you know and build relationships with your audiences, the more successful you will be. And, you know, part of that has to do with really 
figuring out where the people who need your book are hanging out. Um, Shannon Huffman Polson says, think through the less obvious places where your message can help others in meaningful ways. Remember, it is always about your reader, not about the book, or at least it's about how your book can meet a need in the reader, not only about the book. So when I am coaching authors, one of the things I try to do is get them to really think about who needs your book right now. This is something I got from my friend Fazia Burke. You know, your book is not for everyone. And so really be thinking carefully about who are the people who would need your book in this moment. And if you can build relationships with those people who have a felt need for your book, you'll get farther. Uh, Karen Hurt, my friend, says, know who your book is for and how you can help them. Jackie Stavros says, do one thing a day to bring value to your readers. And uh, again, from Shannon, uh, who had given the advice that I shared a moment ago, remember your audiences first. She says, as difficult as it is after doing the hard work, it is incredibly helpful to move to a place where you can think of your book as a product and market accordingly. All right, are you ready for the 10th and final lesson of this celebration 100th episode? Here's the 10th lesson. Bringing people together on your launch day drives crazy, amazing momentum. You know, I have been advising clients for a long time about the value of virtual launch events as it relates to your launch day. We've been doing webinars for nearly a decade, I think. If you go to our YouTube channel, you'll see I have 163 author interviews, webinars on our webinars channel. I deeply believe in the value of a virtual event and bringing people together. And the reason why is that when you have all those people together and you're able to share with them the value in your book, you also have this opportunity in real time to invite them to buy your book to learn more. And what I have found is that it works. You know, I had a webinar earlier this week, uh, the week that I'm recording with Bill Treasurer and Ken Blanchard. Go watch the webinar. Watch it for the lesson of the calls to action. What we did is we had some incentives. We were able to work with Bill's publisher to get free ebook codes and free audiobook codes. And so the call to action we used was go buy Bill's print book and be one of the first 50 to do that. And you're going to get a free audiobook and a free ebook code. And what I found is that the chat lit up. It lit up with people saying, I'm ordering, I'm ordering, I'm ordering, I'm ordering, I'm ordering. Now, part of that was the ask. You know, if you don't ask someone to buy your book, they may not. People get distracted. They have a thousand things to do. So having them in that moment to say, order the book now really helps. But the other part that helps is that being a part of that webinar event, getting access to the author convinces them that your book is worth reading. You're sharing value. They want to learn more from you. So as much as possible, I coach authors, have as many virtual events in the week that your book comes out as you can. You want that early momentum. You know, what happens when you have that early momentum is that your book starts to rank on Amazon. Um, in Bill's case, he ranked number one as a hot new release in four different categories the day following that webinar. Now he had other launch activities happening at the same time that may have fueled that. Um, but I have seen time and time and time again that bringing people together adding value to them, and then speaking out that very strong call to action results in important momentum 
um, that no other activity can achieve. So lesson number 10 is, you know, bring people together during your launch week and ask them to buy your book and that will drive momentum for you. So I hope these 10 lessons have been helpful to you. And I want to encourage you, send me a note if you're listening to this episode. Tell me of the 10 lessons, which was the most meaningful to you. And as a side note, if you go to our show notes, we're going to include some extra lessons that did come in through that crowdsource post on LinkedIn. So if I did not shout you out on this episode, uh, it may be that I shouted you out in the extra bonus tips uh, that are with the show notes. So take a minute to look at those. You know, write me a note. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com. I hope to hear from you soon. I'd love to meet you at an upcoming Reach More Readers workshop. And we do have a few more episodes as we finish out season three in 2022. And we're planning ahead right now for season four of the book marketing action podcast. So if you have a lesson about book marketing or a perspective to share that you think would be of value to our authors, I also welcome your emails. Would love to chat with you about whether you'd be a good fit for the show. So thanks again for being here. Have a fantastic day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. If you haven't already, I hope you'll buy a copy of my new book, Reach. Create the biggest possible audience for your message, book, or cause. When you buy the book, you'll unlock a free course of Reach resources with more than 50 additional learning resources available exclusively for those who buy the book. Find out more and find links to buy the book at beckyrobinson.com forward slash book. If you've already read the book, I'd appreciate an Amazon review. Thanks.